Amen. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. We're so thankful for all that are here. Amen. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. God bless you. We're so thankful that you're here. Amen. This is family night. We're glad our young people are here. They just got back from North American Youth Congress. Amen. We're going to be hearing more about that on the weekend. Amen. I'm glad my niece, Elizabeth Saunders, is here from Indianapolis. Let's give her a great big hand. Amen. And I'm glad Jesus is here. Thank you, Lord. We're going to look into the word of the Lord tonight. I want to speak to you on the subject, the return of the prodigal, the return of the prodigal. And I want to take our attention, turn our attention to Luke chapter 15. And we're just going to go directly to uh, the word of the Lord. And we're going to, to look into this passage of the scriptures that deals with the matter of, the, of what we call the prodigal son. This is, this is the young man who who ventured away from his father's house and asked for his inheritance prematurely. And in so doing, he found that it wasn't all that it was uh, made out to be in his own imagination. It turned out to be quite a devastating uh, turn of events for this, for this young man. Uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 11 a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. There wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. He began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise. I will go to my father. And will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. He arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe. Put the best robe on him. Put a ring on his hand. Shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. He said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. 
And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Praise the Lord. And I want to talk to you about the return of the prodigal. I I want to talk to you about this because there are prodigals that are returning. There are people that have walked away from the truth of God that are coming back to the truth of God. And we need to know what that process is. And we need to understand that we must be ready to receive them as this father received his son. Uh, I want to say this because the Lord is doing this work. The Lord is calling people home. And they might have walked away and they might have gone into into places that, that we would never have imagined them going. But the Lord is going to forgive all of that. And he's going to wash them whiter than snow. He's going to cleanse them with his precious blood. And instead of us, instead of us second-guessing it, we need to rejoice in what the Lord has done. Praise God. Praise God. Thank the Lord. There is a, there is a call that's going out by the Spirit of the Lord, even right now. The Bible says the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And that's exactly what's happening. The Spirit of the Lord is, is beckoning. It is reaching for those who are, who are gone out of the way and calling them back unto the Father's house. And He's doing this because He is returning soon. Jesus is returning soon. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. You might have heard it all your life. Well, you're going to hear it again. And if you're at the tree of life for the rest of your life, you're going to hear it for the rest of your life because Jesus is coming soon. Amen. He is returning for a spotless bride, for a glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb of God. That's who he's returning for. And we must be ready and we must be watching for his return. And one of the, one of the things that will, will precipitate his return is the return of the prodigal. They are coming home. And, and let's be honest uh, as we talk about this. Let's be honest and perfectly frank with one another. We have absolutely no right to stand in condemnation of anybody who have, may have walked away from the truth of God. Because each and every single one of us, it is only by the grace of God that we stand here tonight. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for every person that continues to come back to the house of God and serve the Lord with gladness, that comes before His presence with singing, that worships His name, that is faithful unto Him. But don't, don't try to put on some kind of facade and act like you haven't struggled in that meantime. 
Act like you haven't been tempted in that meantime. Act like everything has been fine and dandy for you in that meantime. Sometimes you crawled up into this place. Sometimes you had to, you had to, you barely got here. Hallelujah. So when somebody comes in who may have walked away, don't pretend that you're something you're not. You need to thank God every day they've returned and thank God every day he kept you in the midst of your struggle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we, so we want to be ready for this return of the prodigal. And, and we want to give guidance to those that may consider returning. I want to, we want to give guidance to those who consider to return and may be kept back by some preconceived notion. Uh, I want us to consider this passage that we've read and understand how different it would have been if the older brother would have made it to the prodigal son before the father did. Just consider how different that would have been if, if the elder brother who was in the field, who was angry, the Bible says he was mad when he comes and he hears music and he hears dancing and he, and he sees that the father has slain the fatted calf, the fatted calf, not a fatted calf, the fatted calf, the, 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 the prized calf. The, the calf that has been, has been prepared for the most glorious event. And, and, and the most glorious event in the eyes of the father was the return of his son that was lost but is now found. And the elder brother had an issue with that. And we cannot have that kind of an attitude. We can't have that kind of a spirit. This spirit that says, I have served you all these years. I have never transgressed at any time thy commandment. And you never gave me what you're giving the prodigal son. We cannot have that kind of an attitude, that kind of a spirit. Number one, we've got to be honest and say that we most certainly have transgressed his commandments. We've got to be honest and say that we have not served him like we ought to serve him. If you or I were perfectly honest tonight, we could point to all the times we failed him, all the times that we wandered and struggled ourselves. But, but thanks be unto God who hath given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And kept us in the palm of his hand and strengthened us and encouraged us. And when the enemy came in like a flood, he raised up the standard against the enemy. And we thank God that he never did turn his back on us. And we thank God that he never left us and he never forsook us. And hallelujah, we thank God that when, when, our, when our mind and our flesh was raging, the Lord kept us and, and brought a word to our life and moved upon us again with his Holy Spirit. We then cannot look at anyone and say, oh, I've never transgressed. And oh, I've, I've served the Lord all these years. And, and here he comes along and, and it's like nothing ever happened. That's the way the forgiveness of the Lord works. The forgiveness of the Lord says that he's going to take our transgressions and he's going to cast them as far as the east is from the west. Don't begrudge anybody that glorious grace. Don't begrudge anybody that beautiful mercy. Don't begrudge anybody that precious peace that can come from the Lord blotting out our sins and our trespasses and our transgressions. Hallelujah. Just rejoice. Just be thankful unto God. So this, this elder brother, if he would have arrived first, he would have given the news that, hey, hey. You know, honestly, I don't know what he would have said. He might have actually thought he could have welcomed them back, but under these conditions. The man came back saying, I want to be a servant. The father said, you're not a servant. 
You're my son. That, that didn't change. You're still my son. But, but if the elder brother would have been there, very likely he would have said, I, well, uh, maybe, I guess maybe you could be one of the servants. All right, just go hitch up over there. I, I don't know. I don't know what he would have said. I don't know if he would have blockaded the, the door and said, no, you're not welcome. Or maybe he would have said, you're welcome, but under these conditions. Might have had him sign a little bit of a negotiation or a contract, some kind of an agreement. I don't know what he would have said, but I know he was not operating in the spirit of the Father. And church, we must always operate in the spirit of the Father. If we're going to speak, we need to speak the language of the Father. And you need to know the Father's language. The Father's language is, that's my son out there. And I love him, and I want him to return. You don't get to criticize. You don't, you don't get to look down on. You don't get to point your finger. No, no. Speak with the open arms of the Father. Return unto me. Return unto me. This is the language of the Father. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. This is the language of the Father. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Oh, hallelujah. This is the language of the Father. If you will turn away from your wickedness, I will remember your wickedness no more. That's the language of the Father. And that has to be the language of the Father's children. Hallelujah. We, we know who our Father is by what we speak. Amen. So we want to speak, and I want you to note that, what we speak and, and, and we need to speak the language of the Father. So when someone returns to God, if you're, if you're considering returning to the Lord, uh, understand that you can return to the Lord. Don't let anything hold you back from returning to the Lord. Don't let anything hold you back from returning to His people. And, and church, we must realize, a lot of times, the prodigal, the, how many prodigals have tried to return home and met the elder brother? It's not, it's, not always, it's not always that they don't want to come home. It's sometimes it's that they, they tried. And, and the elder brother was, was out front trying to prevent them access to the glorious grace of God. God, help us all. And God, forgive us if we ever carried that attitude of, of, of blocking what the Lord would do in a person's life. I want to, I want to read to you a, a, a couple of things. First of all, I want to read to you from 1 John chapter 1. And I want to point out to you, if you are a prodigal and you're hearing this and you know that, that, that you want to return to what you remember in your father's house. Listen, people who leave the things of God and walk away from the things of the Lord, uh, don't, don't be fooled. They're, it's not a pleasant place. It's pleasant for a little while, but the money runs out. The money runs out. And the Bible says that he wasted all of his substance and, and that there was a great famine in that country. And, and he did not feel that he could go back to his father's house, so he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And that's what happens with the prodigal. The prodigal uh, takes the, the money, and, and they've got this windfall. They've got all this, all this money, and it's, it's fun to spend it. It's fun to just be cashing it out and, and doling it out. 
But then all of a sudden, the money runs dry. The pleasure runs dry. The fleshly pleasures, they run dry. And you find out that there's a great famine in that country. And things aren't growing the way they, that you expect them to grow. And you realize the grass wasn't greener as you thought the grass was greener. And you realize that there's not, there's not, this, there's not this fun like the, like the commercials seem to indicate. You know, these alcohol brewing companies, and, and uh, they put out all of this, this picture. They paint this picture of everybody having fun. And it is a lie hatched out of hell. They don't show you one uh, alcohol-related related, uh, car accident. They don't show you one alcoholic who can't get up in the morning without having something to drink before they can get up. All the while, it's poisoning their liver to death. They don't show you one broken relationship. They don't show you people getting fired from their job because of something foolish they did while they were intoxicated. They don't show you any of that stuff. They show you this beautiful picture. And you want to know why? Because they want you to spend money on their product. They want your money, not your peace, not your happiness. They want your money. And you go and give it to them. And, and, and what ends up happening is you realize once you spend it all that there, it's a, there's a famine in that land. There's no water there. There's no food there. There's no sustenance there. And that's where the prodigal was. The prodigal realized, I'm here in this place and there, there's nothing here for me. And he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And in joining himself to a citizen of that country, it only got worse because the citizen of that country did not know anything about his father's house. Hallelujah. Don't join yourself to a citizen of this world because the people of this world can only speak the language of this world. We speak of a, of a land far beyond the starry sky. We speak about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We speak about a love that casts out fear and a peace that passes understanding. We, we talk about with his stripes we are healed. We, we talk about our transgressions were replaced with his wounds and his bruising was, was for our iniquities. And we understand that he is the savior of all mankind. This is the language of the father's house. But the citizen of that country will not be able to tell you about those things. They can only speak of things that are famine related. But, but you can return to the Father's house. But here's what 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says. And I want to bring this to your attention because this is the first step in returning to the Father's house. It simply says this. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I'm going to read verses 6 through 10 because there are several if statements in these verses. And I just want to read them to you because this is all conditional upon if you will do it. 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. If we say... That we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. We lie and do not the truth. You can't say you have fellowship with God and still walk in darkness. If you do, you lie and you do not the truth. Verse 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say... 
that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the, the worst thing you can do is to say that you don't have any sin in your life. It is the worst thing you can do. You can't sit there. It doesn't matter how sanctimonious you might try to present yourself. You cannot sit there and say that your flesh has no sin in it. You don't even know whether your flesh has sin in it. In fact, I've just, I just assume my flesh does have sin in it, so I have to say, even if there's not a sin, I can put my finger on. Now, that's sometimes you, sometimes you absolutely know there's a sin in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, in your attitude, and you know it, and you just haven't turned away from it. Other times, you really are trying to turn away from sin, and you still can't say that you don't have sin in you. You, you have to say, Lord, even though I, even if I can't look at a particular place and say, yep, That's sin. You still have to say, Lord, cleanse me from secret faults. Lord, cleanse me from the hidden sins. I'm going to tell you this heart is deceitful above all things. I'm going to tell you this heart is desperately wicked. I'm trying to tell somebody today that your flesh is no good. I'm not going to give you a feel-good message tonight. I'm going to tell you that your flesh is at war with the Spirit of the Lord that wants to save your soul. This is why we tell you to abstain from fleshly lusts because they war against the soul. Hallelujah. So he said, don't say you have no sin. If you do, you deceive yourself. Don't say that that you have not sinned because if you do, you're, you're saying God's a liar and his word isn't in you. Instead, confess your sins. And if you will confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now, that doesn't mean that you got to get up here and, and tell everybody everything you did that was wrong. That doesn't mean you got to make the Facebook post and, 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 and post it and say, all right, this is what I did. One through one million and one. All these are the things that I did wrong. You don't, that's not what it's saying. But you have to be honest about the sin in your life. And stop pretending that something isn't sinful when you know that it is. Stop pretending that you don't have a sin in your life when you do. Stop pretending that that behavior, that that activity, that that thing you do is okay with God when you know it's not okay with God. Stop pretending like that dishonesty, like that, like that lust of the flesh that you have, that you have just... You've just been dismissive of it because it's something you've never believed you can get over. So you've just allowed it to kind of hang around. Stop acting like that's not sinful. Confess your sins. And he is faithful and he is just to forgive you of your sins. Be honest about it. You you, Do you think you're hiding it from God? Oh, I don't think I could ever confess that to the Lord. Like, seriously? Like he doesn't already know? I just don't think, I don't, I don't want the Lord to know about that. I mean, come on. You, but, but what he's waiting for is for you to be honest about it. And, to, and, and, and come on, you can be honest with God. 
That, that's the key to a victorious Christian life is somebody who can just simply say, Lord, I, I, I have sin in my members. I have sin in my life. And my only way to overcome those things is to give it to you because I don't know how. I, I really don't know how. My flesh is carnal and I, I, it's like a temptation comes and I just stumble right all over it. But, but Lord, if, if you said in your word that I can have the victory, then I believe I can have the victory. If you said in your word that I can overcome this, then I believe I can overcome this. So I'm not going to try to play this, this, this part that I'm somehow above these things. I understand, Lord, that if it isn't for your blood and for your mercy and for your grace, I'm going straight to hell. I understand that. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many scriptures I can quote. It doesn't matter this suit and tie. It doesn't matter if, if, if the term pastor is before my name. If it weren't for the blood of Jesus Christ, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Without the blood of Jesus, could you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying I can get up here and I can dance, 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 dance all night. I can shout, 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 shout all night. If it weren't for the blood of Jesus, I'm still lost. I can run these aisles, and if it's not for the blood, I'm lost. I can pay my tithe, but if it wasn't for the blood, I'm still lost. Oh, my God. Y'all need to understand what I'm telling you. I could get in those waters of baptism, but what makes those waters of baptism, when I go down in the name of Jesus Christ, if he had never gone to the cross, that doesn't matter. What makes that powerful is that he shed his precious, perfect, spotless, innocent, blameless blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, we're going to keep singing, thank God for the blood. Yeah, we're going to keep singing, I know it was the blood. Yeah, we're going to keep singing, there's power in the blood. Hallelujah. He is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. Hallelujah. Now, confessing sins is not repenting. That's not repentance. That's just acknowledging that you're a sinner, that you're a transgressor, that you're a low-down, good-for-nothing. No, I won't, I won't go any further. Just <sighs> I'm going to tell you something, though. Listen to what, listen to what the Bible says. The, you know, the closer you get to Jesus, the greater he becomes and the lesser you become. Let, let, let me give you an example. The Apostle Paul referred to himself as the least of the apostles. He looked at the apostles and he was like, man, I don't even belong in that crowd. I'm the least of the apostles. But the closer he got to Jesus, he said, I, I'm not just the least of the apostles. He said, I'm less than the least of all saints. Not just the least of all saints, less than the least. And he then explained why. Because I persecuted the church of God. I'm the least of the apostles. And then the closer we got to Jesus, he was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm worse than that. I'm less than the least of all saints. 
Then the closer he got to Jesus, it got even, it got even worse. He said, I am the chief of sinners. He went from being the least of the apostles to the worst sinner you can imagine because the closer he got to Jesus, the more he saw his own impurity. The more you see the purity of Jesus Christ, the less you see holiness within yourself and you only see holiness in him and and, and any holiness that exists in you comes from the holiness that you see in him understand what i'm saying so when somebody comes walking up and they're and they're i can you can tell how close they are to jesus by how highly they think of themselves that's why paul said think not of yourselves more highly than you ought to think because, because listen, when you get close to Jesus, you start your 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 own self begins to shrivel down and, and shrivel down. That's why Isaiah, when he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train was filling the temple, he said, "Woe is me! I am undone! I am a man of unclean lips." He didn't say, "I'm the messianic prophet. I'm the prophet who prophesied all that happened to Jesus. I'm the one who talked about John the Baptist. I'm the one who saw him." wounded and bruised and chastised no no he said I am undone I am a man of unclean lips because I have seen the glory of the Lord confess your sins and rejoice when somebody else confesses their sins and God is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins so but that's still that's not repentance that's merely confession but the Bible teaches us that we must repent This is how a prodigal returns. The prodigal repents from their sins. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. The Bible says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Repent ye therefore and be converted. How many people have been converted? I don't know how many converts there are. Hallelujah. Now, you, know, you understand that when we talk about a convert, that, that word convert has to do with language together. Like converse. It, we, it's, it's, it's related to the word converse or conversation. And it has to do with how you speak. What are you speaking? You're speaking with, con, C-O-N, with or together. Uh, and, and so when you talk about con, you see concert, concerted effort, it has to do with with or together. So, so, so when you talk about conversion or conversation or convert or converse, you're talking about language together. You begin to speak the language of the one you're with. So you can tell where a person has been converted by how they speak. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are hesitant to speak like the Lord and to, to speak his language because they know how much of a sinner they are and they're afraid they won't be taken seriously. You got to, you got to put all that stuff in your past and start talking like the Lord. Start talking like the Lord. 
you got to start talking about the goodness of the Lord and the blessing of the Lord. And don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to just speak his praise. Hallelujah. You, you walk away from that old conversation. Walk away from that old way that you used to talk and speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. New tongues of peace and joy. New tongues of, of humility. New tongues of encouragement. Thank God this, this is the language of the Father. We had a lady in our church growing up that she didn't say hello. She said hallelujah. And she'd, so she said, and she'd say praise the Lord. If, if you walked up to her and said hello, she'd say praise the Lord. And if, you, if she answered the phone, she didn't answer the phone. Hello. She answered the phone, praise the Lord. And, 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 and when she, if you asked her a question and she wouldn't say what, she would say praise the Lord. It just, it's all, it's, it, it all can you don't necessarily have to do that, but you do need to bless the Lord at all times and let his praise continually be in your mouth. And see, you don't think people will take you seriously because they know what you've done and they know where you've been. But, but this is about the return of the prodigal. This is about leaving some things behind you and, and repenting, confessing and repenting and, and beginning to speak that new language. There's a new conversation. There's a, you're a new convert. You're, you're converted to a new way of thinking. You're, you, you've been converted, hallelujah. But that happens when you repent and when you repent you've got to repent thoroughly you've got to turn away from your sin I don't mean just just start thinking differently about it or or tone it down or tamper it temper it mute it a little bit don't do it there but it's all right if you do it here and no 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 you've got to walk away from sinful behavior Repent, turn away from your sin. Now, you might not think you can do that because you've tried it before. Keep on trying. Keep on trying. People come down to the altar and they seek God and they confess and they pray and they weep and they, they go back and they struggle that week and they, and they fall again to the temptation and so they think that they're a hypocrite if they keep... No, no, no. You keep on keeping on. You keep on trying. Keep on weeping. Keep on seeking the face of God. And, and I'm going to tell you, the more you do it, the stronger you're going to become. Listen, this is a safe place. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. I, we're we're here for you. We want the prodigal to return. We're here to help and to encourage and to strengthen. You're not going to get an elder brother who's ready to condemn you. No, you're going to find the language of the father that says, all right, get up, go again, try again, pray again, talk in tongues again, weep again. Seek his face again and again and again and again and again. Well, but pastor, I really struggle. Well, then my goodness, you, then you, you need to be in church. I, but I, I really have trouble with temptation. Why do you think we're here? We all have trouble with temptation. We're here because this is where we're strengthened by the hand of God. We're here because, because when we struggle, we can look to a brother or a sister and we can talk to them and say, could you pray for me? Could you help me? Could you weep with me for a little bit? Can I talk to you? Can we sit down together and pray together and seek the face of God together? This is not a museum of, of perfect, polished saints. This is a place where people struggle together, pray together, and get strong together. 
I'm looking at some folks that are stronger than you used to be. I said you're stronger than you used to be. There are some temptations that used to trip you up every Monday morning, but you've begun to put them under your feet. You've trampled the lion and the adder. You're walking on the young lion, and you're finding victory, and you're gaining ground in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Fear used to have a hold on you. It's losing its hold. Lust used to have a hold on you. It's losing its hold. Nicotine used to have a hold on you. It's losing its hold. Alcohol used to have a hold on you. It's losing its hold. We're not demanding people be perfect. We're saying, seek the face of God. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Come on into the house of the Father and let him give you grace that is sufficient for you. Glory, grace that is sufficient for you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Repent. I'm telling you, there's power in repentance when you truly walk away from that thing. And again, I say that, and I can all, I mean, I'm telling you, remember in the Bible when, when Jesus would say something and then they would think it and he would call out what they were thinking? I feel like that just happened. I said, when you walk away, walk away from that thing, and I, and I can almost hear the thoughts, yeah, that's the whole problem, Blairshan. I can't walk away from it. I've tried. Keep on trying. My God, have mercy. you got to hear what I'm telling you. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're going to be just having all your ducks in a row and all your I's dotted and all your T's crossed. I'm saying if you'll keep on going, keep on believing, keep on growing, you are going to mount up with wings as an eagle. You will run and not be weary. You'll walk and not faint. You'll mount up with wings as an eagle if you wait upon the Lord. Notice what John the Baptist said about repentance. He said, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. He said, repent ye therefore, for because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he said, repent, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Let me tell you something. The way of the Lord, when it is prepared, it is prepared by repentance. I want the ways of the Lord in my life. I don't want the ways of Joel. The ways of Joel will mess me up. Listen, I'm going to tell you, 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 listen, you don't want me having the ways of Joel in my pastoring. The ways of Joel will mess everything up. But the ways of the Lord. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to his name. The ways of the Lord are, are perfect. They are beautiful. They are righteous. They are altogether lovely. They are absolutely, every valley is exalted. Every hill is brought low. Every crooked path is made straight. Those are the ways of the Lord. Make straight his paths, John the Baptist said. And, and, and when you make, when you repent, that's exactly what happens. A straight path is made from God to you. He doesn't have to climb over any mountain. He doesn't have to go down into any Grand Canyon. He doesn't have to wind around any, any circular road. He just walks directly from heaven to you. The way of the Lord is made plain. It is made straight through repentance. You know what prevents the ways of the Lord from really truly taking root in your life? Lack of repentance. The fact that you won't stop. You won't turn away. 
You won't, you won't, you know to do it, but you won't repent. You won't turn away. You say, I've tried and I'm powerless. Of course you're powerless. We're all powerless. You have to give it to God. And if you mess up, you got to get up and do it again. And if you mess up, you got to get up and do it again. And you got to get up and do it again and get up and do it again. And he will give you grace and he will give you help. And every person that's lived for the Lord a little while will testify to the fact that if you keep on, God will be with you every step of the way. Oh, hallelujah. Repent. Now, when you repent and you, and, and that's what happened when the, the prodigal son said, I, I'm, there's not a servant in my father's house who, who, who has it this bad. He said, they have bread and enough to spare. And what am I doing here in this pig pen? Why am I here? And I'm eating, I'm eat, I'm eating what, the, what the pigs won't eat, and pigs eat anything. And I'm stuck eating what the pigs won't eat. And so he said, I will arise and I'll go to my father's house. The Bible says when he came to himself. I think that's a little bit of a reference to the incarnation of God in Christ. When God came to man, when he came to himself. And he, and he said, I will arise and I will go to my father's house. And he went to his father's house saying, I'll be a servant. But his father said, no, no, you are my son. That's the language of the father. When they return, they've confessed, they've repented. When they return, now I don't know, he, I don't know that he got a shower before he came home. He might have still looked like the pig pen, smelled like the pig pen, acted like the pig pen. I don't know. But what I do know is that it, it didn't matter. It, because either way, the father was glad to see him come home. See, that's the difference between the father and the older brother. The older brother is out doing his thing in the field, whereas the father was always in a position to look a far way off and could see when he was returning home. And to all prodigals, under the sound of my voice, you hear what I'm telling you. The father has never taken his eyes off of you, and he can't wait for you to come to yourself and say, I will get up and I will return to my father's house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't you worry about what you look like, what you smell like, what you feel like. Just run, just run, just get here, just get here. Just come to the Father's house, just get here, just get up and run. Come to the Father's house. You're not going to come in as a servant. You're not going to come in as a second-tier saint. You're not going to walk in as somebody who's got years of proving yourself. You're going to walk in as a son of God. You're going to walk in as a child of the king. God, forgive us. Forgive us for every keeping any of your children at arm's length. Help us to open our hearts like you have opened your arms and let the revival be birthed in us. I'm going to tell you that it matters to God because he's coming soon. It really matters to God because he's coming soon. He tells this in, these, in, this same, in the same 
the passage, Luke chapter 15, he describes that he, 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 he's like a, a shepherd who has one lamb that has strayed from the 90 and 9. And he goes and he, he, he looks for that one lost lamb and he picks it up, puts it on his shoulders and returns home. He describes a woman that had 10 coins and lost one of those coins. And, 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 and she, she tore her house apart looking for one lost coin. She wasn't content with the 9. She, she had to find that one. That's the way God God's attitude is about his children. He is interested in the return of the prodigal. Hallelujah. When you come back to the father's house, you might run into an older brother. Don't let the older brother's attitude prevent you from enjoying the love of your heavenly father. I'm not gonna act, I'm not gonna act like I'm holier than anybody because, because I understand, I understand what the older brother felt like. I get that. My flesh gets that. Because I've been here this whole time. And and I and I and I've tried to serve you, and I've not I've not done all the things he did. Lord have mercy. And that's the way our flesh acts sometimes. And so when people come in, they might come in on, on one of your bad days, God forbid. I'm going to tell you something. We can't afford to have a bad day in the kingdom of God. Not when we're dealing with God's children. You got to get over your bad day. Get you a Bible and a Starbucks, whatever you got to get, and you get over your little bad day because they need the love of the Father right now. I said they need the love of the Father. They need, hallelujah. They need somebody to speak what the Father would speak. What if the Father was in the back of the house and never knew that the older brother met him, sent him off on his way? How many times have we met people at the door and given them a wrong impression? But God forbid, let us speak the language of the Father. You're welcome here. Come on in. Enjoy the blessing of the Lord. Come on in. Jesus is coming back. Je come on in. Jesus is coming back. He's returning. Come on in. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're my brother. You're my sister. Come on in. Thank you, Jesus. And so, and so we have to understand it. And to all the prodigals, I would, I would say, don't, don't, don't let the older brother discourage you. The older brother doesn't represent God. And don't let some maybe well-meaning saint who's on, has having a bad day, don't let them discourage you. Don't let somebody's insensitivity discourage you. Don't let somebody's lack of, of, of tuning in, don't let that discourage you. And I, even the preacher, if the preacher's having a bad day, and the preacher gets up and, and, and starts, to, starts to, to be insensitive and inconsiderate. Don't let that discourage you. Come on, folks. We've got to be, we've got to be baptized with the love of the Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. And church, we've got to be ready when they return, when they come home. The Bible says that Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. They said, by now he stinketh. There have been four days. There is no telling how decomposed he already is. And Jesus said, I don't care how decomposed he already is. Roll away that stone. But I'm telling you, it's going to be foul. It doesn't matter. 
Roll away the stone. But it might not be sanitary. Doesn't matter. Roll away the stone. But, but, but we're, not supposed to, we're not supposed to have any encounter with a dead body. Doesn't matter. Roll away the stone. And here he comes. Lazarus come forth. And when he came up out of that grave, he came up out of that grave. Let me tell you something. He came up out of that grave in grave clothes. He did not come up out of that grave in a suit and tie. Music playing. Spotlight on him. None of that. He came out in grave clothes. When the prodigal returns, the prodigal might have grave clothes on. The prodigal might walk in and you can tell, man, he's been in a grave for some time. He's been in a morgue for some time. He's been in the wilderness for some time. He's been in the pig pen for some time. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Lazarus couldn't loose himself. And Jesus didn't do it for him. He looked at the people that were standing around and said, you get a hold of his grave clothes and remove them from him. And that's what the church has to be ready to do. You've got to be able to loose people from their past. You've got to be able to release people from what you know they did and from where you know they've been. You've got, oh, hallelujah, because Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. This world is full of dead things. This world is full of dead people. This world is full of dead relationships. This world is full of dead end roads. And there's a lot of prodigals wearing dead clothes. And that's how they come in. But that's all right. Loose them and let them go. You know, one of the most amazing things about the story of Lazarus is that, is that right after he was loosed and let go and released, to live again. The Bible says that he went to dinner with Jesus. And when he went and sat to, at dinner with Jesus, there was a great crowd gathered around to see Lazarus. They didn't even come to see Jesus. They came to see Lazarus. See, see, that's, there's some people that, that, that they, don't want, they don't want to come see Jesus. But they do want to come see he who was dead and is now alive. Because I knew him when he, when he used to be doing that. I remember when he used to act that way. I remember when he used to talk that way. I remember when he wasn't gentle. I remember when he wasn't kind. I remember when he was unapproachable. I remember when he was formidable. But something got a hold of him. I want to see what it is all about. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm ready for this Holy Ghost end time revival. I know we're in the middle of it, but, 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 but there's even greater things that are on the horizon. You hear what I'm telling you? We still haven't seen anything in comparison to what the Lord has in store. Come on, somebody give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Woo! 
I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. There's a moving of the mighty hand of God in this place. I said there is a moving of the mighty hand of God in this place. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged by the state of this world. Don't you be discouraged by the state of our nation. God is on the throne. I said God is on the throne. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Come on, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. It's not time to be discouraged. It's not time to be disheartened. It's time to understand that the kingdom of the Lord is upon us. The kingdom of the Lord is within us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every word I speak is anointed of the Lord. When I open up my mouth and let his words come forth, it's anointed of the Lord. If you believe that the prodigals are going to return home, I need you to give him a high praise right now. Come on, give him a high praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. My, 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 my. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I wonder what it would be like if every Holy Ghost filled person who had ever been filled with the Spirit of God began to serve Him again, began to worship Him again, began to be faithful unto Him again. Oh my word, we turn the whole world upside down. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus. There's going to be some event, hallelujah, there's going to be an event to occur, hallelujah, that will cause all who have ever known Him to look to Him and have an opportunity to bow their knee and call on his name. God has not forgotten them. You might not have uttered their name in prayer for years, but God has not forgotten them. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up a praise unto the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be his holy name. Come on, I need somebody to lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Go ahead and praise God for the return of the prodigal. Go ahead and seek God for the return of the prodigal. Hallelujah. Go ahead and intercede on somebody's behalf. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of the Father. I feel the presence of the Father. I feel the presence of the Father. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Thank you, Jesus. I want, I want anybody, I want, I want people to come to the front right now that knows what it's like 
to have either, have either strayed or have almost strayed, I want you to come forward right now and say, Lord, I thank you that you've kept me. I thank you that you've brought me. Hallelujah. That's it. God bless you. 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 In the name of Jesus. Come on. That's it. We ought to come with thanksgiving in our hearts. Lord, thank you that I'm here tonight. Thank you that you let me be in your presence again. Thank you, Lord, that you let me stand in your presence again. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to get somebody on your heart right now and begin to call their name out to God in Jesus' name. God's going to, I'm going to tell you, you're going to pray some prayers right now that's going to change somebody's life forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're going to feel the touch of God in their life. As you pray for them, there's going to be something begin to draw them. There's going to be something begin to draw them. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. He shatala bahaya. Come on, speak the language of the Father over them right now. Speak the language of the Father over them right now. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. It's who you Yes, Jesus. Lord, I believe you're doing it right now. Lord, I believe you're doing it right now. Come on, I believe you're doing it right now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you absolutely knew and believed that God would answer every prayer that you prayed over the next few minutes, I want you to pray those prayers. I want you to pray the prayers as though every single one of them will come to pass. Begin to speak that in Jesus' name. Begin to detail it right now in the throne room of God. Come on, your faith is lifted up into the presence of the Most High God. Begin to pray that prayer in Jesus' name just as you desire it to be answered just as you desire it to be answered. Lord, I want you to speak to their heart right now. I want you to begin to make a way for them, Lord. Remove every obstacle, Lord Jesus. Lord, uproot their preconceived notions in Jesus' name. Lord, help me to be ready to speak a word of wisdom. Help me to be ready to speak love. Help me ready to speak life, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> it's who you are. It's who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, there's something happening. There's something happening in the Holy Ghost. It's who I am. <laughs> it's who you are. It's who you are. Yeah, Lord. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are
It's who you are. It's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I Yes, yes, yes. Shehe, come on. 